Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 24th of August. Veteran BJP leader and former finance minister Arun Jaitley died today at Delhi's Ames Hospital two weeks after he was admitted following complaints of breathlessness. He was 66 years old. Mr. Jaitley had taken a long break as finance minister last year after a kidney transplant. His health remained a concern after the surgery. He also had to skip the interim budget in February when he was hospitalized in the US for treatment. After the BJP's massive win in the national election, he had written to the prime minister that he would not be a part of any responsibility for the present in the new government because of his health. A lawyer by profession, Jaitley was one of the most important leaders in Prime Minister Modi's cabinet during his first tenure. He also acted as the chief troubleshooter for the government, especially during the crucial times of demonetization and GST rollout. He was appointed as the finance minister in 2014. Jaitley was the leader of opposition in the Rajya Sabha from 2009 to 2014. Even in Vajpayee's government between 1999 to 2004, he held multiple cabinet portfolios including commerce, law and justice. He also briefly held charge of defense and information and broadcasting ministries. Madhu Trihan and Anand Vardhan both have written about Jaitley on newslaundry.com. Do read it. Jaitley was the key force behind a number of government initiatives such as the establishment of the Monetary Policy Committee, liberalization of the FDI framework and abolition of the Foreign Investment Promotion Board or FIPB. FIPB was a national agency under the finance minister with the remit to consider and recommend FDI that does not come under the automatic route. Alleged violations of the conditions in FDI in the INX Media case were cleared by the same FIPB under P. Chidambaram when he was the finance minister and for which he is in a lot of trouble right now. Congress leader Rahul Gandhi along with a delegation of top opposition leaders from CPIM, DMK and NCP who arrived in Srinagar today to assess the ground situation in the state have been sent back. Ahead of the visit, senior Congress leader and Rajya Sabha MP Ghulam Nabi Azad asked why they were not allowed to visit the state if the situation was normal as the government claimed. He also questioned why former chief ministers Mehbooba Mufti and Omar Abdullah were still placed under house arrest. Azad asked and I quote, "Why aren't they allowing me to go home? If it's normal, why aren't we allowed?" unquote. NCP's Majid Memon had similar views. He said that the leaders were going to the state as government's support so that they could provide insights on what needed to be done. Yesterday, the Jammu and Kashmir administration had asked leaders not to visit the state as they would be putting other people to inconvenience. The state's Department of Information and Public Relations said that they would end up violating restrictions imposed in several areas. The statement said and I quote senior leaders should understand that top priority would be given to maintaining peace order and preventing loss of human lives unquote The Press Council of India has asked the Supreme Court for permission to intervene in a plea filed by the Kashmir Times editor that demanded restrictions on communications in Jammu and Kashmir to be removed The press council in its petition supported the ban on media and said it was in the interest of the integrity and sovereignty of the nation The council said that it would like to present its views to the court in order to assist in deciding on the petition filed by Kashmir Times executive editor Anuradha Bhasin. It said that it would do so justly in the interest of the freedom of press as well as national interest. While the press council's move is drawing severe criticism from different quarters, some current members of its executive body have also reportedly been left shocked. 
Krishna Prasad, former editor of Outlook magazine, told The Wire, and I quote, If the press council, set up by an act of parliament that is in the name of people, sees a free and open media as a threat to nation's sovereignty, and if it believes readers and viewers can and ought to be kept in the dark in special situations, it is a sad day for Indian democracy, although it would not surprise anybody that things have come to such a pass. Unquote. The Franciscan Clarist Congregation, or FCC, in Kerala has issued a show-cause notice to expelled nun Sister Lucy Kalapura, who had led protests against rape-accused Jalandhar Bishop Franco Mulakal. The FCC demanded that she withdraw her police complaint against a local superior nun and issue an apology for the same. In response, the nun said, and I quote, They have demanded that I fully apologize and withdraw the case. That is not going to happen. They should apologize to me for disparaging me for the way they have been torturing me from September 2018 onwards. If they accept me, I don't have any problems. It is not only for me, but no woman should be subjected to male domination. Unquote. Sister Lucy had filed a police complaint this week for wrongful confinement by nuns at the convent. Following her expulsion, Sister Lucy was asked to leave the premises by the congregation. She, however, continued to stay there. Internal Facebook correspondence from September 2015 have been released as a part of a U.S. government lawsuit. The documents suggest that Facebook was aware of Cambridge Analytica gathering user profile data three months before a newspaper revealed that the firm was using information to profile and target voters in the 2016 U.S. election. The correspondence show Facebook employees discussing the third-party data collection by political consultancy firms and what should be allowed and what was problematic. One of the emails even says, and I quote, The largest and the most aggressive on the conservative side is Cambridge Analytica, a sketchy, to say the least, data modeling company that has penetrated our market deeply, unquote. It is a good time to think about Tamil Nadu government's proposal to link people's Aadhaar cards with their social media accounts. Thankfully, Facebook has been resisting it, stating that sharing the 12-digit Aadhaar number would violate the privacy policy of users. Facebook sought transfer of four petitions on Aadhaar social media linking to the Supreme Court recently. The linking of user profiles on social media with Aadhaar would make every message and post by the user traceable. Though the move will serve as a deterrent to social media instigators and perpetrators of defamatory and fake posts, it will also violate the privacy of users, keeping a record of each message along with the registered mobile number or email account. That would mean the end of private communications. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Don't forget to listen to this week's episode of Newslaundry Hafta. Caravan Magazine's political editor, Hartosh Singh Bal, joined the usual Hafta gang to discuss P. Chidambaram's arrest, Kashmir and the demolition of Ravidas Temple. Also, in case you're still confused about what's going on with Chidambaram, then you must watch Meghnath's explainer video on the case. If you want to watch more of such videos, please support us by subscribing. News Laundry is an independent news platform with zero ads. Go to www.newslaundry.com slash subscription and choose a plan of your choice. The cheapest one starts as low as 300 bucks a month. Pay to keep news free, guys. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you on Monday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.